Wow. We just went from Polish history to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about this. It's just like you guys are just making alternate histories. Maybe it's not Joffrey or Rhaegar, mm-hmm. and it's someone else. Immediately reminds me of Genghis Khan. Yeah, me too, mm-hmm. where it's like he was real, yeah. but there's lots of myth around him, yeah. you know. So this description sounds real. Sounds to pretty me. real. Yeah. Real to me. Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. So we are nerding out for this month. This is our last nerd episode and probably our nerdiest episode yet. So I am your quiz master today. I'm Andy, and I'm doing a very unconventional episode. So if you're an avid listener, this is going to be a little different. So I'm going to read you four stories about fictional kings. They've all been decontextualized. So, you know, there won't be any mentions of what their kingdoms are called or of goblins or what have you. But one of the stories I'm going to tell you is actually about a real historical figure who actually lived. It's kind of the reverse of our normal episode. Three of them are fictional and one is historical. So join our other hosts, Soups and Tanner, in figuring out which one is the historical figure. Very excited for this. So these four kings, I'm calling them all kings, even though they're not all technically kings. They're all monarchs and they are all men. So the three fictional kings are probably characters from these universes you haven't heard of, but you definitely know the universe. The three fictional universes, they are extremely famous. Mm -hmm. So it's on hard mode already. (laughs) I would be genuinely shocked if you could name the king. Ooh, challenge accepted. So low-hanging fruit, what is the name of the legendary king of Britain known for his round table of knights? King Arthur. Yeah, King Arthur. So King Arthur is kind of a bad or good example of this because it's not clear if King Arthur is a historical figure or not. Mm -hmm. He's certainly a legendary character. Does that make him fictional? Right. So it's kind of a question, but these four kings, three of them are certainly fictional with a single author mm-hmm. and one is a real historical figure. Right. Okay. So Arthur is a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Let's get real nerdy. So king number one, the faithful king. Known for his tolerance and noble heartedness, the faithful king is the only one of his people to be honored after his death by those that his people had wronged. He was the son of a king, but this title was not inherited by the faithful king, who actually founded his own kingdom. Instead, his uncles and cousins were king of his people. Some of them were known for their ruthlessness and committed atrocities in order to maintain their rule. They and their lords were entirely distrusting of strangers and foreigners, even when they offered to help against their enemies, except the faithful king, who was friendly with many foreign groups and even lived among them for a time. Eventually, he broke from his family and founded a fortress city-state, which he ruled as king. This was tolerated by his cousins because they were considerably weakened by rebellion, war, and disputes with neighboring kingdoms. The faithful king continued to irritate his family by helping foreigners and treating them almost as vassals. He often personally fought in skirmishes to defend his kingdom. He was captured in battle and eventually died in prison. The faithful king never married, so he was succeeded by his nephew. Generations later, through marriage, one foreign group was joined to the faithful king's people, and so he is held in honor by them. Wow. 
It's very detailed. Yeah. The way you started the description, I thought, oh, there you go. You're talking about Jesus. <laughs> and it sort of took a different turn. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's no longer Jesus. For a line yeah. of kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. want to talk about whether Jesus is a historical figure or not. He's oh <laughs> not that Jesus. Just, okay. okay. All right. Just that much you can confirm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is so interesting. A lot of it sounds very realistic. Like yeah. it could be a Polish king, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. where it's not inherited and they're yeah. surrounded by by other people some other people like ruled instead of him but then yeah. it also sounds very fictional like mm-hmm. he made a fortress yeah and he took the throne and then he died in prison yeah like, especially what? the part about that he didn't marry yeah if he was so close with these foreign groups uh, yeah, you would think sure. that they would unite them yeah this potentially could be a polish king it also could definitely be someone from game of thrones like it could be Wow, we just went from Polish history to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about this. Is this like you guys are just making alternate histories? We're just guessing. Yeah, I'm really stuck on this. Died in prison, didn't marry, and then the foreign groups and made a fortress. Yeah, and so he's like the world knows him as the faithful king, or is oh. this a name that you came up with? Yeah, I came up with all these names okay. in order right. to talk okay. about them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'm leaning toward more like Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, this Not is exactly fantasy. This, this is, is fantasy. medieval fantasy. Oh, okay. So it can't yeah. be Star Wars. Yeah. No. Oh, dang. It sounds like Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, is he Luke, king? He didn't marry. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got like three more kings. Oh, man. So let's go through those descriptions. Okay. King number two, I call the boyish king. The boyish king is a polarizing figure in his homeland, viewed either as a curious, open-minded, and adventurous spirit, or as a lavish idiot who nearly brought his father's kingdom down. As the crown prince, the boyish king enjoyed an idyllic upbringing as his father's only son. He became king himself at the age of 14. He was considered indulgent, reveling in women and exotic animals, and frequently disguising himself so that he could live as a commoner. His father's vassals were further irritated with him for his promotion of low-born and foreign advisors. He openly welcomed debate in his court and lavishly rewarded clever people no matter their origin. When older, he led an expedition to defend the marches and only revealed his identity upon his victory. He oversaw the removal of several threats, including rumors of dark assassins who were said to be murdering citizens. Tragically, the boyish king was not long-lived. He died young, though not of suspected foul play. None of his children had survived infancy, so he was eventually succeeded by his cousin. Wow. Immediately, I'm struck by two things. See, he was very young when he Mm -hmm. took the throne, and he, like, dressed up as not a king. Mm -hmm. Both of those sound very strange to me. I don't know how common this was in Europe yeah. or like in European history for kings. But I feel like in Asian kingdoms, this mm. was like a very common thing to do. Mm. A lot of kings, mm-hmm. they would disguise themselves mm-hmm. as a commoner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to think of young kings. Yeah. And I know that the French monarchy had some really young kings. Right. And they had like the Dauphin and they had all these cool names for young kings. But then I also think... Did the name... <laughs> did you just say Dolphin? Yeah. yeah right. He was the Dolphin. Yeah. Okay. So the Dauphin is yeah. the crown prince. But I also think of Game of Thrones. Yeah. There's definitely some young kings in there. Yeah. Some that dress up and murder assassins and maybe it's not Joffrey or Rhaegar mm-hmm. and it's someone else. 
I don't know. But I'm thinking that's from Game of Thrones. So this one's fictional. I think. Fictional. Yeah. yeah. This reads fictional to me in the mm-hmm. sense I feel like a lot of ideas have been borrowed mm-hmm. from like different kings mm-hmm. and combined into one. Yeah. Do you want to hear two more kings? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should. We have to now. Halfway through. All right. Yeah. King number three, I call the Builder King. Little is known about the personal life of the Builder King. He is almost legendary, but scholars agree that he did indeed exist. Some claim that many of the stories told of him are actually conflating several different figures, but myth or history all agree on one major point. He oversaw many wondrous constructions, including that of his homeland's impressive capital city from which he ruled. The Builder King was likely the son or descendant of a warlord well known for his brutality. It is said that he had an interest in building from a young age. As an adult, the Builder King united several warlords and chieftains by rallying them against foreign threats. Among his greatest accomplishments was a wall separating his homeland from that of others. He also built the oldest section of the castle in the capital of his kingdom. In his lifetime, he was unable to consolidate all of the region under his rule, but his descendants eventually would. Little is known about the end of his life or his sons, but many still claimed to be of his bloodline several hundred years later. Mm. Immediately reminds me of Genghis Khan. Yeah, me too. Mm. Where it's mm. like he was real. Yeah, but there's lots of myth around him, yeah. you know, yeah. and like everyone claims descent from him yeah. and stuff. But isn't that the reverse? He didn't build the wall no, he of didn't. China, no, right? No, 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 he didn't. So that's weird. Yeah. It sounds more like a Chinese ruler who mm-hmm. built the Great Wall of China and then like ruled from inside China. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the story doesn't yeah. line up. Yeah. There's a wall in Game of Thrones, but I don't want to go back to that every time. <laughs> I mean, Game of Thrones is not the reference for every description. I know. Although it could be. What other walls do you know? You know, Hadrian's Wall. The beginning of it, yeah. it sounded like King Solomon. Mm. But pretty sure there's no wall. Yeah. Could this be like the Ming? It wasn't it the Ming Dynasty who built the Great Wall of China. I don't know. Okay, hmm. we are overcomplicating. Yeah, does this sound real or fake? Because right. that's what we need to yes. agree right. on. Right. I was yeah. just gonna jump in and yeah. remind you that the yeah. game is not figure out who the yeah. king is. That's it's the fun part. Figure yeah. out which one is a historical figure. Right. Yeah. So this description sounds real. Sounds to pretty me. real. Yeah. Real to me. But we still have one more king, yeah. which could just tip the scales completely. Yeah. yeah. So king number four, I call the seafarer king. Noble and brave-hearted, the seafarer king is one of the most beloved rulers in his homeland's history. His father died when he was young, and so he was raised in the castle under the rule of his uncle. His uncle considered him his heir until he had a son of his own. Fearing for his life, the 13-year-old prince was smuggled out of the capital by a loyal advisor. In the wider world, he learned the truth about some of his more obscure subjects, reveling in their company and wisdom. They declared him their king and fought with him against the seafarer king's uncle, eventually defeating him with some help from some very powerful allies. Once he was the undisputed monarch, the seafarer king earned his nickname by leading a sea expedition, claiming to be in search of long-lost relatives, as well as promoting many other such journeys. He discovered many peoples and places foreign to him and even took a foreign wife. Unfortunately, she was murdered and so their son was taken away from the capital. Father and son were only reunited right before the seafarer king's death. Despite the tragedy of his personal life, the seafarer king's reign was considered one of the most successful in his homeland's history and his line ruled for several generations until the end of the monarchy. Hmm. 
This isn't the Targaryens. <laughs> no. No. You know what it sounds like to me? Yeah. It sounds like, no? It sounds like yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know there's some people who go on boats. Yeah. There's lots of uncles and cousins and siblings. Yeah. I think this is pretty deep yeah. in the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. yeah. Who are some famous sea kings? I mean, it could be someone from the UK. When she first started, I was thinking William the Conqueror, who then went to the UK. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really fit. Okay. Vikings? Yes. There is potential there. Right. Like sailing cultures. There's the Portuguese. Could be Polynesian seafarers. Yeah. yeah it could be Native American. Mm. Hawaii. Yeah. King Kamehameha. Yeah. Okay. So we've got four descriptions. All you have to do is name the one that is a historical figure. All right. And when you say historical figure, it's from anywhere on earth at any time in history. Yes. Got it. Yeah, okay, so can you at least remind us these short names that you came up with for the kings? Yep. So my little nicknames for the kings, we have king number one, the faithful king, king number two, the boyish king, king number three, the builder king, and king number four, the seafarer king. Okay, so I'm thinking that's between two and three. I think three is the real one. You think? Mm. Okay, because you're thinking the wall. The wall threw me off, but everything else sounds real. You think it's an Asian ruler? Potentially. Okay. I'm going to say the second one. I think the second yeah. one is real. Yeah, so yeah. Second one is real. So yeah, that's okay. So two and three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You guys actually did really decently well. This was hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's very funny because Soups straight up mentioned at one point the real life <gasps> kingdom oh, what? that the real person comes from. No way. Soups, Is you should have you should have Ming Dynasty? Yeah, yes. the Ming Dynasty. <laughs> and Soups, you, you should have really like stuck with your Asian roots because number two is Genda Emperor of the Ming Dynasty from fourteen ninety one until fifteen twenty one. Number two, the boy king. The boyish king. Yeah. Ah. When Soups was like, Oh, this is really common in Asian kings <laughs> yeah. to dress up like yes, commoners. Yeah, I, know <laughs> I was, yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, Okay, yeah, wow. straight up. That's uh, I just yeah, so it's between two and three. Yeah, yeah you look, got I was that. almost there. Okay. Yeah, and that was very funny. You mentioned the Ming Dynasty. It's like yeah. straight up. He lived from fourteen ninety one until fifteen twenty one. He was the first emperor to encounter Europeans. Oh. And he did not like the Portuguese. Yeah. Murdered a whole lot of them because oh, no. they were kind of being d- He was close with many Muslim advisors, especially eunuchs. Mm-hmm. Some people even say he might have converted to Islam. It's not clear. He died by, he fell off a boat. Oh, no. He was drunk, fell off a boat, and contracted an illness uh, and later died. Says. Yes, that's how he died. And he didn't have any kids? He had many children, but they died very young, and they weren't his, the empress's children. All of her children died in infancy. So he was about 30 okay. when he died. So he was real. Wow. The boyish king. He wasn't really a king. He was an emperor. That's yes, why you it, said that. Yes, yeah, yeah. he was actually emperor, and he is a polarizing figure in Chinese history. Wow. Right depending on what you think. And one thing was the assassins. Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. the dark affliction. It's not clear what it actually was, but it's a historical fact that people were claiming creatures were murdering people in the streets. So Jen did made a like edict 
saying mm-hmm. stop it, and then they stopped. Oh, okay. what? That's real? Well, yeah, Damn. people were spreading those rumors. Yeah. It's real that people spread the rumors. I don't know who was wow. actually doing the murdering, <laughs> but that was actually why I picked it, because yeah. I was like, that sounds like fiction. That's straight yeah. out of a book, yeah. We can circle back and talk a little bit about who the kings are, uh, yes. the, the fictional mm-hmm. kings. Yes. Let's take a guess. So the faithful king. I think it's... It's Lord of the Rings. It's Lord of the Rings. He is indeed from Tolkien's universe. Okay. Who is it? Okay. Finrod Felagund, King of Nargothrond. Come on. Of the hewer of caves. Should've also, I wanted to mention he died in prison. Actually, what happened was he was imprisoned by Sauron with Baron and sacrificed himself because a wolf came to eat Baron and he strangled the wolf to death but suffered mortal wounds while doing so. Oh, no. Because he is awesome. If you've watched The Rings of Power, he's Galadriel's brother. So he's in that. So yeah, he's from the Cimmerillion and other works from Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, essentially. Yeah. The Builder King. Number three, that's Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, I thought that was the most obvious one. That's Bran the, the Builder. Bran the Builder. Bran the yeah. Builder from A Song of Ice and Fire by mm-hmm. George R. R. Martin. And yeah, so I think that one really speaks to how rich of a universe he's created because there are myths and legendary figures within a fictional mm-hmm. universe. So in the actual story, like whether he was real or not is a mystery. People claim that he built the wall with the help of giants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have made it very obvious. Yeah. So yeah. the famous wall in the North, he was king of the North. Mm-hmm. And people still claim descent. So like the, he, he founded the Stark the family. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And then Tanner, you actually nailed. It's Chronicles yeah. of Narnia. The Seafarer <laughs> King is Prince Caspian, who became yeah. King Caspian the Tenth yeah. from C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. You know how many times I read The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, <laughs> Prince Caspian? I read yeah. those books so many times. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Prince yeah. Caspian. I thought he kind of sounded like Henry of Portugal. Mm-hmm. So I like. Oh, kinda... the Navigator. Totally. And the truth about his more obscure subjects are the talking animals in Narnia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And his powerful allies are Aslan Mm -hmm. and his ancestors, who are the four children who founded the Kingdom of Narnia. But then this is actually like 1300 years later, and it's not very confusing at all. Yeah, they come back. Yeah. Yeah. When you said those things, I was like... I know this book. <laughs> I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are the three. Yeah, come to think of it, I think we did pretty well. I, I really think, think I you guys did a decent job. I yeah. mean, you also did a really good job of removing the story, yeah. so they sounded real. The decontextualizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I should have known. I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. We're finishing up our nerd theme. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will be going on to talk about the Earth next month. And as always, thanks for listening. I'm Queen Andy of the I Should Have Known podcast. Yes.